the most challenging things about our faith is that we need to be flexible about the way that God shows up. When God shows up a certain way, we assume he will show up that way again. And I've discovered that's hardly ever the case. God rarely shows up the same way twice. I'm Lori Short, and this is my 10-minute podcast where I share a spiritual insight each week. And these insights are from my book, Faith, Doubt, and God's Mysterious Timing. And this week's spiritual insight is about the way that God shows up in our life. Sometimes it's big and obvious, but most of the time it's subtle and small. God can be in the places that we're looking for him, but he can also be in the places where we're not looking for him. God may rescue us from harm or accompany us through harm. He may show up as a big, huge miracle or in a small, tiny detail. And the story that we're going to look at today bears witness that however God shows up, when we look back, it usually turns out to be just the way we need. We might not see it at first, but in time we see more about what God did and what happened to us because of it. The story we're going to look at is from 1 Kings 19, and it's one of the stories about Elijah. And Elijah is one of the most well-known prophets of the Bible. And for some background to the story, Elijah has just squared off against the prophets of Baal, kind of like a battle of the gods, a challenge to see which god is most powerful. And that story is in the chapter before, 1 Kings 18. Essentially, Elijah's on one side and the prophets of Baal are on the other, and they both prepare an offering. And the prophets of Baal go first, and they dance and dance and shout for hours, and nothing happens. Elijah now has his turn, and in a very dramatic moment, he tells the people to pour water on the wood, not just once, but three times, drenching the altar. And then he calls on God, and God rains down fire and burns up everything and laps up all the water. And as you can imagine, all the people turn to God. They begin to shout in unison, the Lord, he is God, the Lord, he is God. And it's a huge victory for Elijah. But after this big victory, Elijah runs away because he hears that Queen Jezebel wants to kill him. So he runs and runs and eventually hides in a cave. And he's so depressed that he prays that God will take his life. And at first you might wonder, why would Elijah be so depressed and so scared about one little queen when he's just watched how powerful God is? But it's actually not that unusual for this to happen, especially after a big day of ministry, when you've poured out everything you have. You're tired and vulnerable, and that is the state of mind that Elijah is in. So he's in the cave, and he's hiding and depressed, even wants to die. He feels done. So an angel shows up and first tells Elijah to sleep. He tells him to take a nap, and then he brings him some food. And I love the way God initially shows up here because it's so practical Sometimes we need food and rest for our perspective before we can think clearly. So it's after this long rest 
that Elijah is told to stand at the mouth of the cave. And God sends a fire, but he's not in the fire. And God sends a wind, but he's not in the wind. And then Elijah hears a whisper, and that is how God shows up. And as I think about what Elijah has been through, it seems like that is just what Elijah needs, a quiet conversation with God. So there are a couple of insights from this story that are helpful, I think, in our spiritual life. First of all, we can see that God shows up in different ways. He may show up in a miraculous healing, or he may show up as a quiet companion to take you through the trial. We can pray for the way we want God to show up, but we need to trust God for the way he decides to show up. Sometimes taking us through the trial helps us to see that God is not in our circumstances. He's with us over and against our circumstances. And sometimes it's the experience of walking with God through those circumstances that shows us that most clearly. Well, second, I think we need to be open to what God is doing. Sometimes we make assumptions about God. This is how and why he works. Books are even written about this. I think about my subtitle that could be misunderstood. It says 30 biblical insights about the way God works. But I want to be clear, I have no idea the way God works. And that's part of the reason I wrote the book. What I try to do is point to stories in scripture that I think give us some hints and some clues about the way God works so that we can be looking for God in places that we might not have thought of looking for God. I have a quote that says this, we don't grow in our ability to explain God. We grow in our ability to trust him. God would not be God if we could reduce him to an explanation. But as we position ourselves to look for the way that he shows up, he always will, even if it's in a different way or a different time than you expect. Elijah actually learned this lesson throughout his life. The first time God showed up for him was in a ravine. He's all by himself without food or water. And God had sent him there. And God shows up by feeding him with the ravens that flew overhead. Then he ends up in a widow's house. And while he's there, the widow's son dies. And so God gives Elijah the power to raise the widow's son from the dead. And then he goes from there to the showdown with the prophets of Baal. And he watches God burn up the altar in front of everyone. And then the story we just looked at, he's in a cave and God shows up in a whisper. All of these ways were different. And they met Elijah where he was to teach him not that God always shows up a certain way, but that God can be trusted that he will show up. Maybe a good exercise for you this week is to think about all the ways that God has showed up for you. It's likely as you look back that you'll find it's hardly ever the same exact way twice. So the message this week is to keep your eyes open to the way that God will show up for you. It might be a way you don't expect, but with more reflection, you will often discover it is the way you need. What God wants most 
is for us to trust him, not for what he's going to do, but that he will do what's needed for you. Thanks for tuning in. If you are encouraged by today's podcast, be sure to check out Lori's new book, Faith, Doubt, and God's Mysterious Timing. Lori also has a new 10-week video study to accompany the book, which can be found on Right Now Media and LoriShort.com.